Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Welcome. We're here to the One Tough Mother Show. We're excited because it's Thanksgiving week. Everybody's probably cooking. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of cooking to do. Gail's giving me the snarl. Gail's giving, you know I've why? I've cooking too. Yeah, and you're stuck, right? I know. Yeah. yeah you know. Hmm. But I'm behind we, schedule. Yeah. yeah. Lisa. Yeah. You know what's nice is everybody has a lot of cooking to do and you, we'll do it. It, it always get it, gets done. Get it done. But here's the deal. Then 15 minutes after you all sit down, you're like... Oh my God! I, I spent days up. doing. I'm not even hungry. It's the success. cleanup, though. It's the cleanup afterwards, which I'm hoping I'm going to have a cleanup crew because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, well, so that should be a. You know, that should be, but you know, it should woulda shoulda woulda coulda. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. And I wanted to ask Lisa. So, what what went on with your life this last week? Well, I played <laughs> softball. She I actually. Oh my God! I played softball in Central Park on the Great Lawn. On Saturday, for two and a half hours, and I did really well. Like you know, I mean, I played sports all my life and stuff like that, but I haven't picked up a bat in twenty years, over twenty years. So I have muscles yes, that I does. did not know existed. <laughs> I could not move. I was like, "Why can't I move my neck? Why can't I pick up my leg? Why can't I do this? Why can't?" I? And then I'm like, "Why is my forearm killing me like it does when I play tennis?" Uh, hello, <laughs> you're swinging a bat, but I'm happy to say I struck out twice, but got on base three times and came home three times. She did. And oh, I started the rally in the final inning. I hit—I don't even know how I did this, but I, I have to just say it. I hit a line drive between left and center field. I was like, "Damn!" Good and I just ran. Good I was all excited. She went crazy. Oh, my God. It was, was so excited. much fun. I forgot how much fun it was playing live sports. Okay. She's now promised she's going to teach me how to throw a spiral. I'm going to. Yes, I, need a ref- I, need, I need a refresher. I my will help cousin, you. My cousin taught me how. I don't remember now. I will help you. And Gail E. Poo. So you're going to try. Is that what you're going to do? Or what did you do last week? I went to the Ruben Museum. I hadn't been there. <gasps> yeah, you did sent you guys- great pictures. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful. I was so inspired. I went home and I finished the painting. It's done. It's we done. The painting. It's done. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So I'm going to start another one this weekend. Um, you know, I don't even want to say it's gorgeous. I want to say it's powerful. Thank you. It's extremely powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's just got movement to it. That was the idea. It, it, mm-hmm. It's totally like transformative. It, it's like, I don't know. It's just very Thank powerful. You. I've got to give it a name. I don't know yet. It's, I'm still living And then you got to make it again because I want it on my wall. I'll just buy it off you. 
if you want to, I can make you print. Mm-hmm. Too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yes, I've got another one in the back of my head. I'm starting. So that's awesome. That's I'm so glad you're in that vibe. What did you do? That's an important vibe for you. Um, I, I have to. I have a really good Thanksgiving story. So I went and did my Thanksgiving grocery shopping. Oh, you shopped already? Yeah. Huh? So yeah, I went. I because <laughs> she's. I did hours in the in the grocery store, which is. Uh, but anyway, so, so I, I I go through the aisles and I'm first of all I'm getting cases of water. I can't get it under the cart. You know, I've had a big family my whole life, and I've always done the front cart, back cart thing. Mm. Always, wow. always. You're in fact, when my kids were growing up, I won one of top fifty shoppers of the year in the shop right we went to every year we won this big fruit basket i used to say to them can you just give me a slide of beef give me some meat but anyway um, my daughter used to be like oh so embarrassing but yeah we won so i always had the front cart back cart thing so i could not get this case of water under the cart for some reason cart kept moving this old guy and i'm not i'm when i say old i'm saying this old gentleman like i'm gonna say 70s came shuffled his way over bent down rearranged the stuff on the bottom of my cart took the case of water said i'll do it put it underneath and said happy thanksgiving i thought that was just that just blew my mind okay so i was like thank you thank you oh my gosh that was so nice i get in the checkout aisle the girl behind me has a cart her and her father i could tell it was her, her dad she's like 17 18 17 turkeys in her cart. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. So I'm looking at the carts. They had a couple carts and full of turkeys. So I'm like, one mm-hmm. seven, 17? So I said to her, wow, whoa, you got a lot of people come for Thanksgiving, you know? And she goes, um, there we have 17 turkeys. My father and uncle own a restaurant and we shut down for Thanksgiving and serve Thanksgiving dinner to the homeless. That oh, is. Oh, that's amazing. I said, he goes, my, she said, my dad, I said, you don't have the restaurant open and take like reservations or anything? And the father was, I'm going to say he was Italian, but I'm not positive because he talked very softly. Very heavy accent. He said, we make money all year. Oh, my God. He that's said, a, oh. So he shuts his restaurant. Him and his brother shut this restaurant down. And the whole family works it. And they serve Thanksgiving to the homeless at the restaurant, which I thought was just incredible. So then I'm like, love. And I had my One Tough Mother t-shirt on, believe it or not. And the girl was like loving the shirt, loving everything about it. I, I thank you, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to them. I leave, go out to my car. Now I'm putting my groceries in the car. This is one day. Put my groceries in the car, and the car next to me had parked in real tight. You know when people do that, and I'm like, ah, I'm kind of grumbling. This, <laughs> this guy, and I'm gonna say he's like maybe mid sixties or so. He comes over, he goes, let me help you because my mom and my sis, my mom, my daughter, and I buy. Um, food for the food banks so i got cases like soup and cases of different right. things he goes let me help you load your car so i kind of <laughs> look at him like huh and he's like here i'll help you he goes um i'll take this stuff out the heavy stuff out of the cart and hand it to you and you put it in your car oh my goodness so he's taking the heavy stuff out of the cart handing it to me i'm putting it in my car so we get all done i look at him i go thank you so much i goes that that was really helpful he goes well you you were doing it on your own and it looked like it was really tough so i i, I just really wanted to help you because hey, i hope you have a nice thanksgiving i said you too bam three in a row that's great and that's awesome it beats like getting cross-checked in the aisle by the old lady kidding. reaching <laughs> for the brussels sprouts right? <laughs> i'm totally i was blown I'm away like, Wait, <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I went right home. I thought I'm not that's, chancing this. Yeah, that was really great. So great. People were that's so very nice. inspirational. It, it is very, very inspirational. I was like on cloud nine, driving out of the the um, parking lot, thinking to myself, "Wow, 
those three people were just incredibly nice and kind. Was that, and at your shop, it was that Shoprite. Yeah, Shoprite. My so, key food is like a combat sport. <laughs> <laughs> Whole Foods. Oh, oh, forget it. Whole forget it. Forget oh it. my. Oh. And, and Seth, what about you? What'd you do this past week? It's hard to follow that up. I know. I, I just want to leave. I, wanna, I feel like I'm a bad person and I shouldn't be here right now. Yeah, you shouldn't. I was excited that, um, you know, when you have seven kids that, you know, going to the movies is very exciting. Oh, boy. Yeah. So uh. we kind of arranged it where we saw two movies the last. Uh, we went to Justice League. Oh, how was that? We uh, Melissa loved it. Like she because she's not, I guess, as hardcore. So she just was thoroughly entertained and loved it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. And we saw Thor, so we were all like superhero Ooh, movies. Oh, you're a superhero. Wow. Yeah. Double yeah, feature. That was great, too. And so. everybody was good? Huh? Everybody was good in the movies? Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. Uh, parents don't realize. They don't even do any research before they take their kids to movies, you know. Right. They're saying they're cursing in Justice League a little bit. It, and the violence, like kids under 10 should not be at this movie. Oh, right. But people yeah. bring it. They bring yeah, them they from think. 3 to 10. They don't care. No, you know what? That, you know, if you can't good, afford you know a babysitter, a, then you can't afford to go to the movies. That's, exactly. to that's a good point. Yeah. Redbox is like a $2, so you can wait until it gets yeah. to Redbox or yeah. something. Yeah. Or just steal it online like everybody else. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's so true. You're such a good person. That, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, because people inconvenience other people for their own benefit. Yeah, the kids and, are standing on the chairs and whipping food everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so when's uh, the last time you got hit with a thing of raisinets? We used to do that. No one hits me. Hearts <laughs> 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 were always yes. uh, milk duds. Movie <laughs> this weekend. Uh, yeah, well, um, that was the highlight of my. You know, it's hard to remember. Oh, my do? son has last flag football game too. That was fun. Oh, yeah. he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Yay! Yes. Yeah. So but that's then I, they, they were still playing at the end, and I said, "We got to go. We have to go to the movies. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> Game's yeah. over. Game over. Let's go. Hello. Well, that's great. I'm and we're hosting Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're excited about that. You you doing Thanksgiving? Small, house? but yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Are Excellent. You, you cooking? Uh, actually, the the turkey's being brined right now with some really? apple nice. cider vinegar and etc. Yes. I am yeah. so behind. You gotta brine it. Yep. People don't brine. No, they don't. Need that dry. I'm going to yeah. people's turkey. houses and bringing things. That's what I'm doing. No, I'm going to be picking oh, well, up the turkey on my way home. One volley, Chan, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of bottles, oh, some girl. centerpieces. Little, I do like what stuff. Did, what did you get? Huh? What, did, what size turkey did you get? Not a big one because we're not having a lot of people. I got a nice uh, nice Whole Foods organic turkey. Oh, nice. So he was treated very well before they killed him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, the pardoning. Aren't they, yeah. Isn't it time to uh, pardon? Wishbone. Yeah, oh, the pardoning um, was today. Trump it's, no. it's Trump and wishbone. No, Trump reversed all the pardons that Obama did. For turkeys. <laughs> 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 he ordered them executed and, and to feed that people. Stop it. That was the end. I saw something about that, yeah. It's true. <laughs> so, today we have a great guest. We have um, a woman that I absolutely love. She, we've been friends a long Long time Susan KY and I she's she's run the plethora of things that you can do in your life she's an entertainer a singer a dancer she was um, Miss Ohio she went to the Miss America pageant she is just a woman that really rocks the model of what women should be and steps out in her own authentic self and her own truth. I mean, she's teaching her daughter and young women around her as a speaker how to do that, how to be powerful, and how to be who they are. And before we get to her, I think Miss Lisa has something to say about our sponsor. We have a sponsor, storyblocks.com. You guys all know about this. Love Stor- that. Uh, Storyblock. First of all, let me just tell you when you go to Storyblocks, you got to go to storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. 
to get the special offer. Get that special. Go get it. So Storyblocks, your one stop for stock. So you guys all know how expensive images is, videos are, music beds I are. I am chin deep in it right now. Uh, and yep. I am actually going to, I'm going to start my own website and Karen offered to help me, as did Gail, yeah. because I am last to do it. <laughs> and I'm going to go me here. Too. But just here's a little bit about them. High-quality stock images, videos, and audio for just a fraction of the cost. What they have is you can download all the stock your heart desires from their library. Now, guess how much is in their library? Over 400,000 images, over 150,000 videos, and 100,000 audio clips. Plus, you can unlock discounts on millions more. Content's royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial and personal projects. Go to get their triple bundle. For the simple low price of $149, I'm going to say that again, $149, you get a full year of unlimited access if you go to storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. Now, Karen, you did something with this, I right? trolled it. Yeah, yeah, I troll it because Karen I troll it. I troll everything. Everybody knows that I troll everything. And She's I, really good at it. I love Very to just, good at it. Lisa's always like, I can't find something, but I know you will. Will you troll it down? Yeah, like now when I'm going <laughs> to date somebody, she'll troll yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I trolled it. And I, they have an incredible selection of, of photos, mm-hmm. incredible video. Like you as an artist, or if you've done a lot of, you know, print or anything that I've done in marketing and advertising, you look for, you get something set in your head that you want to represent oh, something yeah. and you're going there. Yeah. You're looking for, and you'll see it and you'll know it. I trolled it because I was doing another project and they had great, great stuff. They do. They and do. Gail, you know that. They you, really, yeah, they you're do. You're doing it That's, right now, I'm doing right? I'm it right now and, and I'm also really sort of doing the same thing, Karen. I'm digging in there for the audio clips because you can't get one license for 149 you just can't yeah, you no can. uh-uh no and no. if you do you're taking a chance and you're i gotta say chance. the music is unbelievable i mean you yeah, know no, as a yeah. singer and a songwriter and gail you came from the record industry mm-hmm. with me you the music is just unbelievable yeah it's and they have really... a picture of something called champagne and shoes that's going on my website yeah she, lo- she keeps love talking about that one picture that's just so sex in the <laughs> city i you, love Lisa. it it's yeah. so me but you're right because um back in the day when i was doing television commercials i mean years and years and years of doing television commercials any kind of music bed you used, you're yeah. like, oh my god, am I going to get a phone call? Is this royalty free? Is there going to, you know, the licensing to go issue? All the licenses through yeah. Harry Fox and the labels and everything yes. else. So this is really, really helpful. It's one stop shopping. I love I it. I love exactly. it. Yeah. So again, and by the way, they have new content all the time. So go back, download. But again, $149 for a full year of unlimited access. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. One more time. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. OTM. Yeah, please use OTM because uh, we want credit that we're Yeah, we want credit. OTM, forward slash OTM. Do it, do it, do it. And what do you got for headlines and headaches this week? And I I know there's a lot. I have a really big headache because I'm upset about this. I am. We're all upset. I'm upset. So is my mother. Charlie Rose, or Charlie Gross as he was headed in the paper. Wow. (laughs) Off the air after alleged sexual misconduct. This was um, what the information I got was on page six. The reason this is so disturbing is because since Harvey Weinstein was called out, which is what now, a month and a half, two months ago, it's been going on, he's been reporting on all of this. It's his job. And giving his opinion, yet eight women have come out against him, accusing him of sexual misconduct so he's been covering the ridiculous amount of harassment women have come out cbs has suspended him from 60 minutes and both pbs and bloomberg will discontinue their nightly airing of charlie rose following the report published by the washington post i believe he's fired now oh he has been fired now yeah 
Wow. There you go. And I got to tell you, I watched it. Gail King and Nora O'Donnell. Gail King was practically in tears. Yeah. But they they love him. But you know what they said? He does not. Well, do you, get I mean, a if pass. you listen to you what they what they're saying allegedly that yeah. he did, what 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 are you thinking? It's every ten feet now. It every is. every ten feet you're seeing we somebody else. It's making about me that. sick it's, to it's death. An avalanche. He's not coming back from it. He's he's gone. No, but a lot of people aren't coming back from it. Right. Um, I found this very very interesting. The FDA has approved their first digital pill. This is from LiveScience.com. Please go there to get all the info. But actually, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So a new... D- Let Here we go. me Here finish, we go. Mr. Pick Tough Brother Seth. No. Doctors can now tell when their patients have taken their meds. It was approved on November 13th. Uh-uh. It- can I finish? Oh, There's a reason I wanted to do right. this story. All right, so I'm shut shut up. Up. All right, I'm shutting up. Whoa, I'm shutting whoa, up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Get the stick, where's Seth. The, where's the Get whistle? The I'm serious. Yeah, whistle. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm not all for technology, no, but okay. I'm going to give you an example after this. You're going to feel really bad that you oh, just... All right. Go. Offsides, okay, Gail. Offsides. It's a system called Abilify, Abilify My, My Site, and it consists of a, the pill, a wearable sensor, and a smartphone app. Abilify is used to treat schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Now, there's a ton of info on this on LiveScience.com. Here's a couple of points per Dr. George Savage, Chief Medical Officer and Co-Founder of Proteus Digital Health. A sensor is embedded in the pill. When the pill is ingested and dissolves, the device generates a current to run the chip. Once activated, it sends a signal that IDs the pill and tells the wearable sensor that it's been ingested. Kind of like the way an EKG works, you know, with right, the, right. all that stuff. Yeah. The sensor and adhesive patch worn on the stomach can detect how the patient, how active the patient is, like a Fitbit. Okay, so here's where it gets good. From the sensor, the info that the patient took a pill and if they're moving, standing, or sitting is sent to the smartphone app via a Bluetooth. App asks the patient how they feel, records the responses, questions, and sends to the doctor. This helps doctors know what time the pill is taken or if the patient's forgotten to take one now and then. Major problem is that many people will miss a day of taking their meds and then what do they do? Right. They take double the next day. Not good. Mm. This works against patients, and that's one of the Mm. biggest reasons Mm. this was done. And I'm going to tell you something. I have high blood pressure. I did this, and my blood pressure spiked to 190 over 130, and I was rushed to the hospital. I burst a blood (gasps) vessel in my nose because of exactly what they're talking about. So I'm sure this is going to be controversial, but... That's the reason they're doing it. Well, the only thing that bothers me about it is there's a, there's a they're tracking everybody every way every yeah. uh, well again when the do patient people stop can, being responsible but the patient can the patient can this is up to the patient if the right, patient wants to do it it's their choice no, no, that, you're absolutely right so right. the technology is there people if you want it now this is the pharmaceutical companies trying to manage exactly mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like they do. I feel like everything's smartphone. There's waves going through you all the time. There's yeah. some kind of radio and waves all this branding. or branding. It's know. like branding. What's our brain cells looking like, like now? Right? We'll go back to the telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like a Morse code? I get to do smoke signals. <laughs> Pony Express. Okay. So what is, what is this week? Thanksgiving, right? So what yeah. do we do? Shopping, shopping, shopping deals. Yep. Here we go. Do not procrastinate, people. Prices are going up, usually the week of before Christmas, because everybody's there just having to get gifts. Now, Black Friday, great deals, but the Black Friday deals usually continue till around December 10th. But incredible deals for Black Friday on third-tier brands, off-brands, and a lot of the promo brands that are shipped just in time. 
Things to get on Black Friday, good time to shop for Google Chromebooks, mid-level Android phones, TVs, Xbox One, PlayStation. Um, also, in December, best deals are on clothing and exercise equipment. Now, there is Cyber Monday. Do I really even have to go into that? Just go everywhere. Right. There's just online deals off the charts. You know, I think there's deals now. I got some There's great deals, deals now, too. Amazon already started. Walmart has started. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that just like that touchy-feely thing where they actually do want to go into the store. I do. I do, too. Yeah. I will not shop online. It's but right. for the people who do Cyber Monday. Now, for travel deals, we have Travel Tuesday. It's really? the biggest travel sale oh. of the year. And guess what? <laughs> there's an app for that. Yeah. Best time <laughs> to buy flights before the holidays with up to 40% off is the travel app Hopper that can help you track airfare to various destinations, find cheapest prices, no matter where you want to go. Like, oh, can you just even that. stand this anymore? That's I just, just can't. Wow. Now. I'll be to each that. I know we did this once. But what are you doing, Karen? Oh, I, I oh found I found a WWE wrestler. I didn't know what that was. You had in your sorry. Hands. And you know what? Since we had, you know, um, we're having our guest and everything. I thought it would be good to kind of revisit this. Go Seven ahead. ways to boost your self confidence and feel beautiful. I, I think it's worthwhile I, mentioning I right agree. now. Yes. So let go of the people that are not positive influences in your life. If you're not being treated the way you deserve, check your price tag, baby. You may have marked yourself down, which everybody has done. I'm on the clearance rack right now. I need to get <laughs> off the clearance rack and get behind the class case where the valuables are kept. Because you know what? I am worthy. You are. And I have no more friends. Just I, you two and Seth because I let go of anybody. Mean. We were talking about this last night though, Lisa. It's just the time yeah out so that the real good stuff can exactly, come in. Exactly, exactly. Good so, point, Gail. write down what you're grateful for. I personally keep a gratitude book. This has been recommended and shared by some of the world's most successful people to shift your perspective. Some of the happiest people in the world have problems. You don't think Tony Robbins has a bad day? Come on. Right. I don't I want to be so. a fly on the wall in Tony <laughs> Robbins' house one day. He gets gas. This has, so he does. Gets, he he fights. He does. <laughs> He does a great firewalk, though. Anyway, some <laughs> of the happiest people have the problems. Write down the things you're grateful for and watch how it changes your perspective on life. Do, wear, try anything that makes you feel beautiful. Put on that dress you'd never wear. Put on makeup that you wouldn't normally do. You were just showing me lipstick. Right. Uh, this, like, dark, dark lipstick that I would not wear, but it looks great on Rosie Mercado. Um, shift everything. Buy a power coat. Wear a dress that's not in your normal style. Hold your head up, girls, and rock it. Buy and a boys. ticket somewhere and just go. Travel right. changes you and your perspective. Getting away may not solve your problems, but can give you a new view of your problems. Going to Machu Picchu. Oh, where you're going. Laugh a lot. Yes, sir, laugh a lot. It's contagious and it's the best medicine. The more you laugh, the happier you'll be. The happier you are, the more happiness you attract. And when you're happy, you attract better people into your life. Mm. Discover a new passion or hobby, no matter what it is. It's a feeling of accomplishment. And last, but certainly not least, put yourself first. Reinvest the energy you use to spend about what other people think about you and put that power inside of yourself. That's a that one. power is unmatched, everybody. It is unmatched. One that will heal you, inspire you, and inspire others. A power that can be tapped into just by practicing on putting your happiness Right, and those are all great points because people don't people forget to put themselves first. No, they do. I wish I could read that every week, but I know I can't. 
No, but I think people need to hear it every week. They they do. You know, and women, we we do. A lot of women, especially if you are really an M-O-T-H-E-R, forget to put themselves on the list. Right. Mm. So Mm -hmm. uh, those were great points, Lisa. Did you have something? You want to do quickies real quick? Yeah, we could do quickies. Let's do quickies. Okay, quickies. Mariah Carey has signed with Jay-Z's Rock Nation after firing her manager. Wow. She's cleaning house and wants to surround herself with, what did we just say, people she trusts and can get her back on top. Never going to happen. <laughs> oh, good sense. There's so much yeah. to say around Sorry. that. Okay, but I'm, ju- Not I'm just the messenger. Mm. Um, okay, I, I, I had to touch on this because... Um, just saying. Charles Manson, <laughs> 1960s Charles Manson. cult leader, mer- everything, has died. And can I just say thank God? At 83. In 1969, his followers went to the home of Sharon Tate oh. and Roman Polanski. Along with Sharon Tate, who was eight months pregnant, four others were murdered, including coffee heirs Abigail Folger. Now, what a lot of people don't know is why they went to that address. The Polanski home was targeted because it represented the showbiz world that had rejected him. Mm. He was very big into music, and apparently there was a meeting there with some big music mogul at the time at that home. Right. And that's why he picked the Polanski home to start he was the rampage. Also read he was a he was a petty thief who kind of reinvented himself as this like right. summer of love musician guy. Oh yeah, he was and the whole thing. Acid heads to Listen, follow him. Exactly. Yeah, ridiculous. Big beat, he, you know, the beat, I mean like there's so much about it I didn't want to go into everything. And the girls but. are still t- t- three three girls followed him, the three girls Krenwinkel, um Van Ho and who is the Susan Susan uh, Susan Krenwinkel. They um two of them are still alive and still in prison. One of them died of brain cancer I think it was what they did is absolutely I mean and Tex Watson I think is still alive as well unforgivable now they don't know what to do with his body I have a few ideas me too I have have a great idea exactly okay so highest paid woman in music for 2017 any takers? Oh, come on. Come on. Queen Bay. Yeah. Beyonce came in at $105 million pre-tax, followed by Adele Damn. at 69 And then Damn. last but not least, I love this woman. I know. The beautiful Della Reese passes away. She passed away this week at age 86. She was an American jazz and gospel singer, actress, and an ordained minister, Amazing which many woman. people did not know, who appeared on various TV shows and most low, notably, Touched by an angel, and she was gorgeous. And could she sing? An also, Harlem Nights movie. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about she was that. Great in that. Right. Yeah. She's so good in that. Yeah. Oh, she was. Oh, awesome. you want to shoot me in my pinky toe? Awesome. <laughs> 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 I am very impressed that you knew. Yeah, that. very oh, good, Seth. Check out Seth. Yeah. One tough brother. Yeah. 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 Now you want to know where to find us? Find us, please. please find us on PodSearch.com, by the way. Mm-hmm. We love PodSearch.com. Your one-stop search for all podcasts, and we're there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and most importantly, One Tough Mother with a U. Com. Well, those are great ones. Com. Great quickies today and great stories today. A lot happens now in the world, doesn't Ooh, it? Now that you're connected by the internet, it seems like the world just constantly. Oh God, yeah. Knows. Buckle up. It's 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 constantly a crazy ride. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. Susan K. White is a brilliant author whose weapons of choice are honesty, humor, bravery, and common sense. Drawing from her experience as a former Miss Ohio, Miss America pageant contestant, a singer-songwriter, a truly inspirational speaker, Susan freely shares her valuable lessons of life with girls and women everywhere. Susan loves being a wife, 
daughter, sister, friend, but her greatest joy is being the mother to her 16-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. She's, <laughs> she's, it's with great appreciation and love that I welcome one of my dearest, dearest friends, Susan K. Wyatt. Hello. You are here. <laughs> you guys are worth you guys are possibly worse than I am in the excitement department. <laughs> <laughs> Susan in the I, house. <laughs> I, I tend to scare people, you know, so but the, so you guys are making me feel really good. Okay, this is fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so Glad thrilled. Thrilled to death to have you. We want to get right into to what you're doing and what's going on. So, Susan, I have to say this. You've been in the public eye the biggest part of your life. From early on, you were an entertainer, a singer, a dancer, acting, beauty pageants. You stepped out of your fear and stepped into the limelight. Tell me, what was it like growing up? It was my normal. I was born in, I came into this world with the DNA that I was just going to kick butt and take names. And I just had this zest for life. And I loved entertaining people. And I was a, I was a funny, kooky kid. And I was a leader. I was just all those things coming in and I had that I was born like that and it wasn't it was life that came at me that would challenge that for me but when I came in that's what I did it's like performing playing the piano singing dancing being in shows talking to people I was that kid I was that kid you were, were you that kid that was putting on like little skits for your family and all that stuff I was the kid that was, well, I, I was doing that, but I was the kid, one of my favorite memories, <laughs> you probably appreciate it. I was a little bit of an exhibitionist. I remember my parents had guests over in their living room one night on, on our house in, in Warren, and I ran through the living room with my pajama pants pulled down so you could see my butt, and I ran through. <laughs> and, and everybody cracked up, and I remember just thinking that it was funny. And I, and I, I remember that going, why? Wow, why did I do that? So I was just, I wanted to make people laugh. I really just thought it was funny. Oh, that, that yeah. is so fun. So <laughs> later, later, but you were the only grandchild that got spanked by your grandmother, right? <gasps> yes. Um, I tell I you, I, I dug deep, I baby. Gal. I dug deep to find stuff on you. <laughs> I, <kinda gal. laughs> I was, I, I absolutely was uh, Grandma Johnson. Mary Nina was her name, and she was the greatest gift and light to the world when she was here. She was an amazing woman, and and I was that person who bucked authority, and I was the one who questioned adults, and I was the one who just spoke out and was just like, I, I was that girl. And my sisters, I had two older sisters, and they knew better. They wouldn't challenge anybody, but I was the one challenging my parents, challenging everybody, and not in a really bad way, but just in a, you know, I, I just was, I challenged people, and I, I, want, I wanted what I wanted, and I, I, I don't know, I was just kind of crazy that way. But oh, yeah, that's... I got... Uh, I got my just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I loved it when I read that. So onward and upward, you grab a ride to Ohio State for music, right? You went to yeah. Ohio State and you were have love and life. Everything was great, right? Tell us a little bit about that, what you were doing. Well, I was I was at Ohio State. And by the way, I just didn't have a music scholarship. I also had a, a scholarship for my brain. So there was two things Ooh. going on there. Um, just, I just want to clear that up right now because uh, it's really important to me because I worked really hard for that. But when I got there... Um, I wanted to be, my whole dream my whole life was to be a singer, but mostly a pop singer. That was my jam. And when I got there, uh, Ohio State was more about opera. So I did study opera there. And I got there and it was fun and it was great. And I got caught up in the party scene. And then I kind of got obsessed with a, with a really charismatic, narcissistic boyfriend. And so I was more in, I was kind of getting lost. And my career goals 
I, I couldn't really quite see them. I kind of lost track of the focus of that. And so it, it got to a place where I was starting to lose my self-esteem a little bit. And, uh, and, and deep inside, no one could see it on the outside. But I was, I was, I was slowly going down a slippery slope. Right, right, right. Like so many, it's, it sounds like the American like story right now with so many women. And then, yeah. but then you moved on to Miss Ohio State, right? You became Miss Ohio, right? I became Miss Ohio. Okay, so my, my voice professor, Dr. Paul Hickfang, that's his name, um, <laughs> a treasure in my life, a true treasure in my life. He came back from, uh, from summer break and in the fall semester, and he said, had me in the studio, he goes, I just judge the Miss Ohio pageant. And I was like, well, that's, that's great. And he goes, you're going to do the Miss Ohio pageant. I really think you could win this thing. And I just looked at him and I thought, I remember this gut punch thinking, what? I'm going to do what? Uh, what? Right. I, I, it just scared the crap out of me. It really scared me. Um, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then finally my, 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 my voice just said, oh yeah, you're going to go do this. <laughs> and you won, right? And you didn't. You didn't go like with all the big expensive poofy. Tell them about your gown. I got. I love this story too. Well, first of all, you have to know. I didn't know anything about the pageant going into that new scenario. Was me and what I loved about me at that time was when I, once I figured out that I had a goal, I got laser focused. I was laser focused on self improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was a time where I had to really take stock of myself. And I had to figure out how to crack the code of the system. I didn't follow pageants. I wasn't in pageants. I never wanted to be in one. I'm like, I don't know how to win this thing. I don't know what they're looking for. So I spent, that was an incredible time of self-development for me. So, but I went in and then I got a bunch of people that would help me. And there was a guy who was affiliated with the very first local pageant that I won. And he, he liked, it was just a hobby of his to help girls because he was a pageant fan. And he had a closet with some old gowns in it. And I didn't have a gown. I mean, I didn't have any money. I came from a blue collar family. I'm mean, like, I, I, I'm like, what am I going to wear? How do you do this thing? And he pulled out this gown that was, it was a white off the shoulder thing. With, and it really looked like a rag up close. I'm telling you, it looked like a rag. But on stage, if you're a stage performer, you know, things look different on stage under the That's lights. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I, I tell the story in my book, and I think the story you're referring to is I actually had an, a better gown that was made for me the year that I won, and it was so bad that the the head of the judges actually uh, had somebody come backstage and say, tell her for the final night she can't wear that gown. She can wear anything, but do not wear that stupid gown. Oh. And the only thing that I had, I was like, I don't have anything else. I'm like, what do I have, like spare gowns in my suitcase? <laughs> and so... I pulled out the one with the, the white one, and we slapped a feather bow on it. Of course, it was the 80s. There's no account for taste back then. <laughs> and, and so I'm standing next to girls in like three to $5,000 gowns that are custom made for them in this hand-me-down thing that I think I paid 50 bucks, 60 bucks for. Um, and, and, I, and I won in that dress. And um, I, treasure, I treasure that moment because, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's, not about, it's not about what you think it's about. Yeah, that's, that, right. that's amazing to me. That That is really an amazing story because you just, you did it. You you went out and you took what you had to do it with and you did it. So that's yeah. really what it's all about when when you know who you are and what your, what your goal is in life. So then right. you get to Miss America. Now, there's always so much mystery and so many questions about what's it like to be in the Miss America pageant and what goes on behind the scenes. Tell us a little bit about what happens in the Miss America pageant. Well, the Miss America pageant is, um, it's, it's, 
gosh, it's a, it's a fascinating experience because you meet women, young women, who are so smart, so funny, so beautiful, inside and out, and so you make great friendships. And you, that was not what I expected going in as a person who was just competitive and all. That, that was a piece that I didn't expect. There was the sisterhood that was there. And we're talking about the, the pressure for me as a performer, because I was always a performer, and so becoming a self-aware person who knew about things in the world, it could, these people are well-versed in politics, you know, world events, history, geography, and the judges can ask you anything in this private interview that no one sees on TV, and that is where the pageant is actually won. All of the girls on that stage, they're all beautiful, they all look good in a swimsuit, they all have a good talent, and so basically it comes down to it's a PR job and it's, it's are you, you know, are you qualified and do you have them at hello and are you charismatic and can, you know, do you win over this particular panel of judges and every pageant you go to, everything happens, is a different panel. So they all like different things. So you never know what you're going to get. Right. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's very, but for me at that time, I started losing my self-esteem, started dipping again. And I remember going into it thinking, that these women were somehow more qualified than I was. And I started feeling like I wasn't good enough. So I did have, I had a real um, hit of low self-esteem. And you would never have known it on the outside. No one around me knew it. But deep down inside, there was that thing that was like, hmm, do, do I even deserve to be here? Right. And that's, that's, that's what hit me when I was there. It and was, who did you fall back on? Who were you, who were you talking to about this? Who was, who was helping you through that? Nobody really, because everyone always sees me as such a strong person, and I'm the person who's always coaching other people. So I never, at the time, and this is why I'm so obsessed with mentoring and coaching people and writing the books that I'm writing about uh, mentoring women and your daughter and, and yourself and all of this thing, is because I, I didn't have anybody to help me process that, to come out the other side of it. Um, and so it, it, it continued on from there to affect me in my life. So, yeah, right. I didn't really have anybody to talk to. You just muddled your way through it. So I did. Let's, let's get to what's going on in the world. Every 10 feet, there's a new allegation in sexual harassment. I mean, seriously, yeah. every time I turn on the television, turn on the radio, I, I open the Internet, someone else is losing their job, someone else is being replaced, someone else is being called out, blah, 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 blah. You have been at the forefront in modeling, singing, dancing, you've acted, being in pageants, being Miss Ohio, being in the Miss America pageant. What have you seen and what have you experienced and how have you handled it? Well, I have to say, now I was only in the Miss America pageant system between uh, the local, the two locals that I did to get to the state pageant and then the Miss America. So I've only owned five pageants in my entire life. That's it, so I'm not a pageant girl. But I will say that the time that I spent in the Miss America pageant, which is different than Miss USA and different than a lot of other of those. There's lots of other kinds of pageants that are out there. Um, but the Miss America pageant, I did not witness or, or experience any kind of sexual harassment in the actual pageant itself. Every, the people that run that pageant are, in, in, from my experience, they are the most integrity. They are there because they are there to uh, uplift women and promote women and to get these girls on their way to their awesome careers. They're there to empower. And um, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of a love fest, that particular, my experience of it. Now, where I did run into it in the business mm -hmm. uh, was a couple of times with photographers. And so the one pageant, they brought in a photographer to shoot the headshots for the girls for the program. And I remember 
um, I wore this I wore this blouse, this, this chiffon blouse. Again, the 80s, I swear. I, the 80s, I could just erase it from my mind. I'd be the happiest <laughs> people on the planet. <laughs> was, it a pa- was it a pirate blouse? One of those fluffy pirate blouse? My shoulders. I, I, it, was, it, was a, it was a chiffon, roughly thing. It might have been close. And it had a, a black cummerbund, but it was really low cut. And I had a, I had a push-up bra on because I had discovered Fredericks of Hollywood. That was the <laughs> <laughs> so I was going that route, and I so I I go. I'm standing in line to get my picture taken. I remember when I finally saw the picture. Um, I was like, "Wow, this is the ugliest picture of me." My, I mean, the angle is bad. I mean, I look really unattractive. And here I am. You know, you're you're in there for a beauty pageant, and you're like going, "God, that's I look like a dog." I mean, it was awful. <laughs> but when I looked closer at the photo, I realized my face wasn't even in focus, but my boobs were in focus. <laughs> Of course, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's... So I was like, it was really, uh, and I, I remember feeling uncomfortable in that blouse. I remember very distinctly when I looked at the photo going, wow, I really did feel uncomfortable in that blouse. Now, that guy, he just, he just had bad focusing skills. Um, I did have another experience that had nothing to do with the pageants. That was when I was getting a headshot done for acting when I was in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and I went to a photographer and... He, you know, we're just getting my headshots retaken, which we always do, people in the business. And he did casually throw out to me that I might be interested and he would love to shoot me in the nude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the moment where you realize what you're made of and what, what your choice is. You have a choice. This is, the, this is the fork in the road, okay? And I remember in that moment going, huh, kind of getting that icky feeling like, I can't believe he just asked me that. And my, my first reaction was, no, no, right. mm-hmm. that's right. not what I'm here for. And I could have made another decision, but I didn't. And that was, and that was before I even became a self. That was when I was 19. I already knew the answer to that question was no. Now, having said that, I think that if any woman wants to go get herself photographed nude and she decides to go after that and she loves her body and she's proud of her body, she should totally go have mm-hmm. that done. She should totally do that. Celebrate you, baby. I mean, go for it. But at that time, it was the situation that was not proper. Right. But I do think, and I actually I know, that some girls aren't aware that these photographers that do this, there's a part of you that thinks in the immature mind that this person can help you in your career or that if you do this, it's going to give you the leg up mm-hmm. or there's some kind of opportunity there or some kind of a payoff. I'm going to have to go with 99.999% of the time. That's not even... That's not even a factor. Right. So, but to raise a daughter and to raise our young women to understand what those situations and what kind of decisions they're going to be asked to make and they're going to be confronted with all the time in their lives, that they, they are in charge of their bodies and those kinds of decisions, and they need to know that their success is going to happen on their terms and not because this producer or this director or this photographer is going to make something happen for you based on those things. Right, exactly. And that's what I wanted to bring out because you and I talked about this extensively. You and I have the same beliefs that you're most of the time, and believe me when I say if you're a minor, you, this is not about you. And if you've been forcibly, you know, um, if you've been forced to do something that you didn't want to do against your will, this is not about you. But you, a lot of time, has have been given a decision based on okay, well, if you do this, this could happen for you, or I could take you here, or I could take you there. That's the fork in the road that we're trying to point out to young women. That's the Mm -hmm. moment 
when you make a decision and the decisions about you and you need to stand up and you and I talked about that because of course I have one daughter and you have a daughter Elizabeth and she's 16 uh-huh. and you talk freely with Elizabeth about your experiences what you've done in your life and how you've handled those experiences hoping that she'll get guidance and learn from that correct I absolutely do. I tell my daughter all of the dirt, all the stuff that I went through, and she is, first of all, she's appalled by the stuff that I went through. And, um, but, but she knows that you know, she, can make these, the, the, she can make these decisions and that we as women, um, even though, I mean, I'm very proud of my body. I work really hard on my body. I have a, I mean, I'm a Pilates gal. I've been working out my whole life because I'm always on stage and everything. I'm really super proud of my body. And as much as I love that and it's a part of who I am, it's not my talent. My mm-hmm. talent and my mm-hmm. smarts and my gifts and what I bring out to the world, that's where my, all of my big value is there. And women, when, when girls understand that, that your value, you, that's how you're going to get the deal. If you're going to get whatever, it's the record deal, or you're going to win the thing, it's because you're really good at what you do. Right. And if, you bring, if you're rocking an awesome body and you're looking and you're, being, you're gorgeous, then good on you. But the, the thing that's going to really break through is your talent. And I think that girls uh, know that women have been misunderstood. People, certain people misunderstand that because they're exploited by people and they're, and they're not given all of this information and they're not given this, ooh, I'm empowered. I get to say no, like just completely saying, yeah, nope. Right. Nope, not going to do it. Right, right, right. I, I, I yeah. think that's so true. I think a lot of the girls that are that, that are in situations like that don't have either the background or, or haven't had the support or don't have the knowledge that you have a right to say no. I mean, and it seems odd to say that. But it's true. You have every right to say no and to stand up for that and not to feel like you have to do something you don't want to do. I, you know, and we talked about this people. There's always that old saying, oh, you know, it was kind of like you're paying it. You were paying your dues type of situation. No, that's not true. Whoever tells you that whoever whoever puts that out there is, is so full of crap because that's not even the case. Right. Yes. And the other thing that I find that I that I that I made a, a big priority in our house was uh, my daughter was bullied a lot when she was in elementary school and she had this one bully that was trying to beat up on her and she took her out with an elbow one day this was in the second grade and took out this big girl with an elbow and um she got in the car and i said so you've been begging me for karate lessons would you like to start and she said yes please yeah but Mm. she already had the instincts and she was a she's she's still the tiniest person in her class my daughter's really tiny but she was tiny then and she took out this gal by instinct we took martial arts together for six years and got our black belts together. I wanted her, and not because we wanted to compete or anything like that. I just wanted to be able to kill people if I needed to. Right. And <laughs> I'm right there with you. No, oh, I'm right, yeah. there. Oh, I'm right yeah. there with you. I, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so she totally. So my daughter, she sparred, she sparred boys for years. We had a spar night once a week. She kicks boys' butts, and she... And so she's very confident, and I wanted her to have that because it's like you have the power within you. You don't need to be a karate champion. I just want you to be able to defend yourself. And if, even if you don't take martial arts, I always recommend that women um, with their daughters or send their daughters to – there's these self-defense classes yeah. that you can take. Absolutely. And once, once you feel empowered, 
What, and it, I swear, you walk differently mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. when you do that. You that, walk differently. That is the truth, too. Because even with my daughter, she, my daughter's very strong, very athletic. And she would say, oh, I can get out of it. I can get out of it. So I had one of my sons who are, my sons are over 6'2", grab her from behind in a bear hug and wrap her arms down. There ain't no way you're getting out of that. When you got a guy behind you wrapped your arms down, you can, you know, he's already anticipating your moves because he wants to harm you. He wants to take you somewhere. So there's other things you need to know how to do. And I think that's very important for for women and for mothers to teach their girls that. Absolutely. Well, the other part, the other part of martial arts that, that, that really stuck with me and my daughter is um, the awareness. You, you make better decisions when you are aware when you're going into a parking lot or you're going into a store or am I going to go, am I going to park here? Am I going to go down that alley? It's more about time and place and what you're willing to, what place you're willing to put yourself in danger. Nobody, nobody wants to put themselves in danger. So that has become something that is just innate. We are just, we, we just see things. I see things differently. I read people. I can see, I can see a squirrely person from a mile away. I'm right. like, okay, we're not, not dealing with that person. So, and that's, that's, that's just smart. And you can feel that. And not only can you feel that about predators out in the world, but when you start to really pick up on that innate sense of people and you really start to pay attention, you'll be able to pick on that, pick up on that with people in the workplace yep, or right. with a mm-hmm. boss or mm-hmm. with that producer or that photographer, you can feel that. You can feel the energy and you know to get out. Right, right. And it, you, you, I always say this. If your gut says it's wrong, it's wrong. Don't yes. let anybody convince you anything else. If in your gut yeah. you feel something is wrong, it's wrong. And, and, and listen to yourself. Don't, don't worry about what anybody thinks or says. Do what you feel comfortable with. So if you had right. some message, like if you had one really strong message to give to girls, you know, girls and young women right now that are going into entertainment, whether it's singing, whether it's pageants, whether it's acting, what is the biggest message you want to give? Oh, gosh. Well, the biggest thing is to surround yourself with people who truly believe in you mm-hmm. because you, it's, you can believe in yourself up to a point, but it's a really, really tough road. Finding a good mentor. I have an amazing mentor who just recently came back into my life, who changed my life again, and I keep changing his life. He's a, I have a male mentor, but we, we, we really do uh, prop each other up. And, and someone, be around people who really love you for who you are and uh, really want the best for you, not people who kind of want the best for you. There's, there are frenemy people who don't want you to succeed, and there's a whole, right. whole other thing about that. But when you surround yourself with people who are just like, they, they love you, they, they prop you up, they're, they're there for you, you can feel that you're going to need that on the journey. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to help you make decisions about finding the right mentors, finding the right people to follow and, and, and learn the craft of what, what it is, the craft of what you're doing, the, the, the relationships. Everything in this industry and everything in this world has to do with making good relationships with people that you can trust. Right. That's what it comes down to. Right. And it's, it's all about communicating and it's all about having those relationships. Right. I, I agree a thousand percent. I have to real quickly, and you're going you're gonna to kill me, so um, just okay. remember, I do love you. We have been friends a long time. Um, I have to bring out some of your odd jobs. <laughs> she's, had, she's, got, she's had quite the uh, list of odd jobs. You were a foot model. Yeah. Hello? You were Catwoman for the licensed D- DC comic. You nice. did appearances. She was clumsy, Smurf. 
Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and she was an elf. Let's get back to Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> I love Catwoman. I actually like clumsy smoke. <laughs> My favorite okay. one was she was, a, she was the elf in the voice of Five-O, the, the mouse for Universal Studios oh, show. Oh, really? So you've had some crazy, funky, off-the-wall little things oh happen. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Well, I almost got fired from the Fievel job because I was trying to do Fievel's voice. I was trying to do Fievel's voice. And then it, suddenly it started sounding like Mickey Mouse. And they were like, they had to keep cut. <laughs> I went, Dang it. I, I was, I was Fievel for about an hour. And then the, the session went so long, it just I kept going into the, the Mickey Mouse. And it was like, okay, this is not Fievel anymore. So, and then the, the Smurf show, I was, in a, I was in theme park shows where I was in like a pop show. It was a sexy show. And... I was the kind of gal who I wanted to, I wanted to buy my first car, which was a red Mustang, an 85 red Mustang. Mm. And in order to get that car, I needed some extra cash. Well, they were doing a promo, a, a two-week promo show for the Smurf show because the Smurfs were big then. And it was 1984, I want to say. And um, I auditioned to be a Smurf. Um, in the show because you'd get a double paycheck, but you would also work 10 shows a day instead of five. You were like, this was like, I was like, I'm a workhorse. Right. So I go in there and I'm thinking, ooh, I'm blonde and I'm cute. I want to be Smurfette. So I was standing in line and I was almost too tall because I'm five foot four and a half. And they really wanted people that were five foot two. So I kept slouching down trying to look <laughs> And so, so the more I started doing what I was doing, the more the people were looking at me and they go, oh, yeah, that's clumsy smurf right there. So I was like, okay. So I did the, I, I did the clumsy smurf thing. And after, long after that, when the Batman movie came out, um, the, the company, the production company I worked for, they did the official Batman appearances to, for, for events. And we had the Batman suit, and we had the official Catwoman suit. It was the Michelle Pfeiffer version. Yeah, oh, yeah. she was great. Oh, that's yeah. hot. And I actually wore one of the suits that was made for her, and I had the boots, and I had the whip, baby. Oh, oh. Did the whip? Did you work the whip? <laughs> I worked. I worked the whip, but I'm telling you, those boots—they, I don't know how tall they were. They were stiletto boots, and it was crazy, absolutely crazy. But um, yeah, no, I. I, I did that, and yeah. But the thing I really was the worst at, if you remember, in reading that that little blurb that I wrote, was um, I got fired after like being half an hour at being a a, a receptionist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I thought about that. I thought, wow, why would you be fired as a receptionist? What happened there? Well, because I thought I was Madonna and I was a star. What was I doing, sitting at this desk answering phones for this company? And I, you know, <laughs> I. I was like, I was like really over it because you know this is like yeah, I was doing temp work again. I was making money to pay the rent. I I worked for the money. People got to work, and so anyway, apparently I talked the the person who called into the to the to the office was actually the person who owned the office, <laughs> and, and they they called they called the temp agency and said, would you please call the gal that you sent out and tell her to go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, it's just because I wasn't—I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Right. Clearly, I wasn't right. supposed to be doing that. Oh yeah. my god! So, tough mother Lisa has a question she wants to ask you, and I she do? is also a singer. Yeah, I, I, okay. yes. I feel like I'm talking to a um, a, what did they call it? A kindred spirit? Because I got mm. thrown out of Sunday school for being <laughs> honest. Just just by asking. Well, if God loves everybody, why is there a heaven and hell if He forgives everybody? <laughs> Take her home. Girl. <laughs> Um, but you are so you are I'm a singer and you're a singer so um, I was just curious as to um, where did you go when you wrote your songs how did you get your songs out 
Well, my songs are, they're out in a community. It's a new thought, positive music community that my, my pop stuff is. Uh-huh. And I have a, a children's CD that I'm going to re-release under a different branding. But, um, but it's all still promotion. And I'm still actually getting to the place where I'm figuring out how to get my music out there. Um, but it's, it's basically, there's a positive music community. And my, my new platform, being a book author, putting out my books, is more about my positive spin on life and all of the self-awareness pieces that I do every day, all the daily wisdom practices mm-hmm. that I'm raising my daughter with. All mm-hmm. of my music ties into that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that more with a bigger part of the world once my, once my platform gets bigger and I launch all of this stuff, which, by the way, is coming out in the spring. But the other, the other thing that I do in L.A. is I sing with jazz bands. I sing with jazz combos and a couple of big bands. Yeah, that's and very jazz, cool. That's very, very and cool. It, it is that is like a big passion for me because I am just in love with that that genre and it's another side of me and it's and the players are just so talented and you know it, with jazz I'm sure I don't know if you sing jazz but you show people show up you don't practice you show no, up oh yeah that's true in. yeah you just go yeah you it's just, a wild ride it's yep. awesome it's but that's so fun and tough mother Gail. Well, you know, you, you you talked earlier in in the in the in the, in the interview <laughs> um, <laughs> about going through a phase of insecurity. What would you suggest to young women who are in that phase right now as the first steps to take to kind of move through that? I mean, I think it hits us all um, in our teenage years. Well. Okay, so what I always talk about is is having the conversation, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with having the conversation. Um, it's really talking about it with your with your mom or your sister or friends or finding people that you can trust. And if you and at school, if you if you don't have anybody at home, counselors at school are great resources. Um, and just reaching out because you you don't you don't have to continue. I mean, you you feel how you feel. And you need to get it out. I mean, I know even even raising my daughter, everybody thinks, oh, she's writing books about raising a daughter. You know, everything she's doing is is is, is perfect with her daughter, and it's not. My right. daughter is a person who is going through what she is going through, and she she comes to me with all kinds of stuff. We have big blowups all the time, mm-hmm. and what it is is a safe place for her to come mm-hmm. and deal with. It's like you know what? You feel this way. You're angry. You're hurt. You need to. You need. We need to talk this out. We have right. to figure out why do you feel this way. What can we do about it? You know. And so having having finding the resources, and they are out there. There's a lot more resources out there than there used to be. Absolutely, that's very true. Yeah, very true. Very connected now. Yeah. So having tell every tell everybody about what's coming up for you in the spring. You've got a lot of great stuff. I'm thrilled to say that I got to promo one of your books. I got to read it previously. It was fabulous. So tell them all about what's happening with you. Um. I am releasing my first book in the spring. It's called Deconstructing Miss America, where oh, I do nice. take the pageant to um, uh, to task about that we don't, I don't think the pageant represents all women in America, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the swimsuit thing, which is a whole other thing that's in the book. Mm. Um, but I do love the pageant for what it is and what it did for me because it did change my life. It was a game changer for me. And that's why I'm writing this book because it did, I did crack the code and I am the kind of girl who can crack the code, and I want to help other girls and women do the same, and women, mothers who are raising their daughters to get this information. And, you know, when we're raising our daughters, we're actually re-raising and healing our old wounds. We're re-raising ourselves 
to be better people so that because when when they're born you know you're like oh my gosh they're watching every move i make right so it's deconstructing this america it's raising a, a courageous compassionate and confident daughter and the tagline is no crown required my daughter will never need to do a pageant nor does she want to so that book is coming out and i've got a lot of promotional stuff going on around that my second book that's in development is called skip the princess raise the queen Ooh, i, love, I that. love that that's awesome I know. Well, and when I first came up with that concept many years ago, I was in my car thinking about it and driving. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should pursue this. Is this a good idea? And then there was a woman in front of me. There was a car in front of me. And the license plate, the license plate said um, princess is a, is a vanity plate. And the frame was on the top of the frame. And it was all pink, uh, glittery, whatever, and rhinestones. And it says, I'm the princess. And on the bottom of the plate, it said, who the hell are you? <laughs> and, and that was the moment where I feel like the heavens opened up and said, Susan K. Wyatt, this is something that's really important. Pay attention. I really wanted to pull her over and knock on her window and go, OK, I'm going to explain to you who I am and what she's doing driving around in a car like that. No. So so that but that book is goes way more into detail about the daily wisdom practices that I share with my daughter from my over 20 years of of self-development and self-awareness and and life coaching, you know, training and all the stuff that I've been doing. I share it with my daughter and there's just basic common sense things that keep you keep you centered. But even though having said that, you know, we still go off the rails. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Human. Of course. So, so it's there'll be off the rails moments, or there'll be a complete off the rail day. Right. Or I say right. a week. Right. In my case, a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But totally. I, and you know what? And I, Elizabeth is great. I mean, she makes comments from time to time on, on social media. But every time I see her wearing something funky and off the wall, and remind her that that coat goes to me when oh you, she's really tiny. Damn it! No, she, she had that really to me. Yeah, she has this really funky coat that you would love. I'm a size that, two. Yeah. Oh, but, shut um, up, Lisa. <laughs> But yeah, it's she's just the greatest ever, and I I just think that you're doing such a a marvelous job. You're you're a fabulous mom. You're really pointing her in the right direction. And I'm glad to say, I'm glad that you said we have dragged down fights. I mean, that happens. You do. She's growing up. She's developing her own opinions. This is not la la lollipops, rainbows. It is tough raising kids when you when you have developed a really strong relationship with your daughter you become the safe place for them to unload all of the ugly stuff if they're not unloading their ugly stuff with you then there's not a safe zone there because you need to have a safe place to say i'm having these horrible feelings or i'm super jealous or i hate this person or i hate this teacher or i i hate you right now you know right you there needs to be that safe space for you go just, just run with that. Just let right. that all spew out all over the place. Right. And it's hard. It's hard, when you, especially when they become adults. And it's just hard. It gets hard. Yeah. You've had, you know, you have your days. You have times where you just like, oh, my God, I have to take on another issue. But it, it's it's life. It's how life is. That's what life is about is interacting and, and guiding and helping and being with each other and loving each other through it. So yeah, Susan absolutely. K. Wyatt, where can they find you? Where do they find you at? You can find me on Facebook, Susan K. Wyatt. I have a, uh, my, my website is SusanKWyattAuthor.com, my new website. And also, I am part of a, a, a co-founder of an artist community on Facebook where my, my mentor and I, Dana P. Rowe, we do, um, we do daily posts 
where people can interact and it's a private group where um, artists support each other on, mm. on the path because it's a very specific way of life to be an artist and to be an abundant, a radically abundant artist, which yes, is so. what that is. Mm-hmm. We do, we do uh, weekly pop-up shows live where we just pop up out of the blue and we discuss things. And in January, we are actually doing, and I'll be promoting this um, uh, starting this week, we are, we are going to actually do a boot camp for people to start off the new year. And it's a, it's a, it's a limited group. And uh, Dan and I have put it together and we are going to uh, co-facilitate it and we are co-creating it. So I'm super excited about using all of the concepts and ideas that I'm using in my books and everything that I'm putting out there to put into action and really help people who are ready to take that next step to, to go to the next level of their life, to break through when you get stuck somewhere. Because I'm all about, because I've been stuck so many times. And I mean, I've gone stuck years. I've been stuck where I'm like, what is going on with me? And really being able to figure out how can I break through and get to that next place that I really always dreamed of being or someplace new that I never even knew existed. I think there's a big dream in all of us. And that's 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 a big purpose of my life, a big passion for me. So all of that stuff is coming up and I couldn't be more excited. I'm sorry. I I adore you. You're such a good friend and we've been good friends for so long. Lisa, what? Yeah. Can you do me a favor and like hook up with Karen and like get to the East Coast fast? Yeah, you're gonna yeah. come here. Like, we want to meet. We have had so many guests on this show, but I like I love you. I just oh, want to meet you I love because you guys. Are, are I just you well, well I, you, we're not out in LA soon. Then you have to come east. Yeah, young. I, I you can come, come out, east, young girl. I do have friends out in LA, but you need so, to come east. I like to go to LA when it's cold. <laughs> okay, well we can all go <laughs> and stay at Alan's house. <laughs> you guys, you guys can come here, but I'm definitely, I definitely need to plan uh, some trips to New York. I've got tons of reasons to go to New York, yeah. and now I have a ton more. Now you Excellent. got one big one. You got three more three reasons. More. Yes. Karen, Lisa, and Gail. We'll have yeah. you. We'll have you in the studio and then. Seth. That would be great. And oh, you guys! You guys are so sweet. I feel like now. This this is the person in me who likes to help other people. I'm like all we talked about was me the whole time, and I'm like I'm dying to talk to you guys. I'm like, what about you? And then my time is up. So I'm oh. like, plan we'll, it. We'll, we'll plan that for another show. That could be a year yeah. long show. That's, yeah, that would be that'd yeah. be long. But uh, I love oh. you. Thank you, Susan. Love thank you, you so thanks. much for for coming thank on. You. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being a friend all this this time. We've been friends a long time, and yeah. my love to your daughter Elizabeth. Tell her I said rock on, baby. You got it going on and we can't wait to see you and please and you please. and your and your work you are one of those people and i tell people this all the time when they ask or i tell them when they don't ask you are one of those people that is the real deal thank you and there are there are a lot of people who are trying to do stuff or or faking doing stuff or not in integrity out there mm-hmm. we know that and it's, mm-hmm. and some people aren't on purpose being that way but you really are the real deal and i i always knew that i can sense it the heart space is there the integrity is there the intention is there and you're bringing women together and you are having the conversations and it's all supportive and it's positive and we are so all of us are just i'm just speaking from all women i must be because you are we, we just we're, we're grateful for it so thank you for doing this oh thank you i love you and um, i'll buy your wine when i see you love you so much <laughs> <laughs> have happy a great party. day happy thanksgiving bye all susan right, you too. thanks everybody bye bye and when we get back, we're going to have Tough Mother Gail with the mail. Gail's got mail. Mail's in. We'll be right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back, and we've got Gail with the 
Mail's in. What do we got, Gail? Tough Mother Gail, sponsored by Podsearch.com. We are found on Podsearch.com, and it is an amazing site for all pod searches. Podcasts, excuse me. We love you, Podsearch. Yes, and you can find it on any device iPhone, Droid, uh, iPad, computer, laptop. Any device. Any device. Okay, the first one we've got today is from Wrinkled. Dear Mother, my boyfriend is a great cook. In fact, he does almost all of the cooking. But I get stuck with the cleanup. Hmm. <laughs> I must admit, I'd much rather eat what he makes. And he loves to cook, but the mess is unreal. His gourmet meals take some serious time in piles of pans, and I'm stuck with it all. I've asked him if he could not use so many, or at least clean some when he's done, but it's a no-go. How do I stop him from being placed on the endless dish line. Mm. Wrinkled. Well, you want to eat what he makes. I mean, he's a better <laughs> cook than you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The man's making you gourmet meals. Unless you know. they want to cook together and clean up together. Yeah, maybe that. she joins him in the cooking. Cook? Seth's Wrinkled? really turning his nose up to yeah, that He's one. like, yeah, go ahead, there's, Seth. A, there's a simple cliche for this. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh. <laughs> That's right, Seth. You yeah. say that. You <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, oh boy. Here we go. That was a bad one. Take yep. it out. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take out my uh my cliche. No, yeah. I like the cliche. <laughs> well, yeah, but then Lisa ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. It is. <laughs> Let's cut our losses and keep <laughs> it. <going>. But seriously, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> You're getting better. Oh my god! Go, Gail, go. Oh, so yeah, so wrinkled. We say. You know, be grateful. The man's cooking, cooking up a storm, and that's what you, what it takes sometimes to make a good meal. You're not yeah, Suck it up. Get some palm olive. Yeah. Softens hands while you do the dishes. That's yeah. nice. I'm telling you what. I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and some people better not complain. They better be freaking cleaning up and help me to clean up. I'm telling you. You're right all now. on notice for this. I'm for putting Gail. you on notice. Okay. <laughs> Mail number two is from Middle. Dear OTM, if you knew, or maybe I should say suspected something about someone at work and in the accounting department I really like the guy and I don't like the company's owner what should I do Hmm. Mm. on one hand I realize I should say something but on the other hand I don't want to get involved what should I do middle so he's Suspecting something in the accounting department. If you department. knew or maybe I should say suspected so if you suspect and you don't know um, yeah, what are you saying? How are you going to go? Well, I, I suspect, suspect somebody's doing something. If you don't know, you don't know. Right. Unless Try you to mean. catch him in the act. That's her friend, so she give him a heads up, really. He said, I, I, th- I think you're doing something here. You might want to stop doing that. Oh, to the person themselves. Yeah. I, I thought they meant to, like, authority. But it's her friend, right? She said she's friendly with the finance she, she person. Says she, she says, I really like the guy, and I don't like the company's owner. But that has nothing to do with your ethics, right? Whether right. you like the company's but owner But she's not, not sure, so she can at least say, hey, I think something's going on. I don't even tell me. Just if you're doing something, you might want to look at it and be careful. I agree. Yeah, yeah that's I think good. that's the best way to do it. Right. Abs- you know what, Seth? You're on a roll today. I'm good on for fire. You, it's no, about go, time. Go, 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 go. I've made enough mistakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the last one we got, Gail? Oh, the last one is from teacher's pet dear one tough mother i'm a 16 year old junior high junior in high school and i have a question my math teacher is 24 years old and my friends and i think he's super hot i mean he's so cute it's unreal and he makes learning super fun but the best part is we think he thinks i'm hot too Mm -hmm. he's always smiling at me in class in the halls and now he even shows up in the cafeteria he picks on me all the time in class and teases me sweetly in front of the other students. 
I know where he lives, and I've gone by his house several times, but I never see him. I have thought about it, about ringing the bell and asking him for help with my work, but I know he lives with his girlfriend, who is an elementary teacher. My dad is seven and a half years older than my mom, so it's not a big deal because I turn 17 in three weeks. Should I wait by his car after class and tell him I missed the bus to get a ride home? That's what my two girlfriends want me to do. Or should I text him? My one friend has his phone number. She got it when they worked on a fundraiser together. So I can text him anytime. What do you think? I think you're ruining this guy's life. Stop. And if the guy is paying attention to you, back away. Because you don't realize at 17 or 16 that this is going to be monumental in his life. And if he's doing something like that, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't yeah. seem he's 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 not asking you out he's not leaning in he's just he's smiling maybe he's smiling and all of yeah. that stuff and you know what you're 16 and you can get him into a lot of trouble this is the same stuff that's happening with Harvey Weinstein and all these guys no not well, exactly wait, the same well okay it's not, not the same. same excuse me okay but all right, right. Okay, let me just right. say right. excuse me it can he's ruin his life he is if if what she's saying is true mm-hmm. and he is flirting with her and he is picking on her and he is talking sweetly to her shame on him yeah, no right. she should not go anywhere you're near right. the guy yeah. right. but I agree. hey the guy should just knock it off especially in the climate we live in today are you yeah. stupid she's 16 but you're Lisa you're reading into this because she's saying he's doing these things right. she's 16 she might be imagining it right, in her head right. embellishing you're 16, she's and her friends are going to hormones are crazy and yes romanticizing yeah. okay it. fine yeah. yeah it's not a but good she should go you know listen you're going to college in two years you'll forget all about exactly. your teacher exactly right. I'm just going to say the you're going to go to college you're going to be in school school where guys are going to be so hot they're going to be your age they're going to be right. more, more right. than this guy go go ahead you know go on with your life if you want an older guy wait till you're 25 you can date a 32 right. year old there we go yeah ignore him and just and I believe that if he is coming on to you in some way or another if you ignore him he'll stop He'll get the hint. Just yeah, that just sounds he's being and friendly to her. And if he doesn't report it, that's well, yes. it has yeah. to be. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny though? You turn a situation around. If it's a guy with a, a female teacher, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's okay. No, it's ridiculous. And no yeah. guy will ever tell on her, except by accident. No, it won't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless right. his parents find out. Somebody finds out. Right. Right. parents find out, then they go crazy. But it's equally as inappropriate. Uh, absolutely, 100%. Well, and just by the way, no. just because I said that about him, I don't think this, for the record, I do not think this girl should do anything. I think right. she should never, no. don't text him, don't go near right. him, no. just walk away. Yeah, he'll get it. And if he doesn't get it, then you need to report him. Mm-hmm. If you ignore she him and he doesn't get it, she's trying to get it. No, she's being aggressive. Yeah. Right. She yeah. Is. No. Don't buy his house. Come on. Is bad. Do you remember there's there's sixteen year old girls that are like you know aggressive. Oof. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree one hundred percent. So, yeah. so your time is coming. Yes. Yeah. Go to college. Millions of guys. You'll love them. Every one of them. They're hot. Believe me. Protection. Yes. Um. So. Lisa, we've got um, Mother Says, and is that? Mother Says is also sponsored by Podsearch.com. Okay, so today's Mother Says is you have to get so sure in who you are that no one's opinion, rejection, bad behavior can ever rebuke you. You have to be so positive of who you are and so comfortable with who you are and know yourself so well that none of those things can rock you. Believe in yourself, people. Mm-hmm. Believe in your heart and, and believe in your soul and mm-hmm. believe in your integrity and stand up for what you believe in because that's what makes you unique. We love you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy right? Thanksgiving. 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 We'll see you next week. <laughs>
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.